Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Welcome into episode number three of Cheers to Baseball, presented by Old Dominic. He's Chris Domino. I'm Kevin McAlpin. Glad to have you with us as we talk baseball. Unfortunately, Chris, it's the offseason for those of us here in Atlanta. We'll talk more about that at some point throughout the course of the show. But baseball, proving once again, it is one of the most random sports you will ever come across in professional sports. You can have teams win 100-plus games during a regular season and have a three- or four-game stretch where they just don't have it. And unfortunately, the Braves, much like the Baltimore Orioles and the Los Angeles Dodgers, now sitting home watching the postseason play out. And Tampa Bay. Yeah. On top of that. So, yeah, it wasn't a really good run for the ones who had done more in 162 than the others. He, Rob Manfred, who doesn't make a lot of appearances, you know, put out a statement saying, well, it's a small sample size. We think we're good right now, which tells you that at least it's gotten up to his office that – do we have to rethink this? Do yeah. we have to figure out how to not? Now, look, when you have the Houston Astros, you can just look at the Astros and go, well, if they can do it, why can't you? And that's fair. Houston had every situation that the Braves and others had, and they found their way to the American League Championship Series. So I don't know. I have an idea of how you can do it, but it doesn't matter if the guy in the biggest, tallest building with the best office doesn't agree that now is the time let me ask you this because we talk about the season and 162 games and obviously it is a grind unlike any other sport but when you start to think about does this dilute the fact that you play a six-month season do you take 162 and just sort of say it really doesn't matter once you get into october uh, i i don't think it matters i heard i don't even know who the hell it was the other day just said uh it's two seasons yeah there's the regular season there's the postseason so winning 104 games, winning 100 games, 99 as opposed to 100. We're disappointed we didn't win 100. I'll tell you this, what I believe. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares how many, how many wins you have during the regular season. If it's, look, we were better than any team in our team's history, great. Put it right at some place. You know, they used to have books that they had. Remember the <laughs> yeah. media guides and they'd have all this stuff, and we get notes every day. That was the 103rd win for the Arizona Diamondbacks, more win than it. No one cares because yeah. eventually – you're going to pay the piper of either having too long off or being a seed that has to play a one 
and all of a sudden the one shows up and plays like a one. Yeah, we're down to the final four as we sit here on a Monday morning, and we saw uh, on on Sunday night the Astros yeah. lose at home. And I'm curious because, you know, again, something you and I talked about on, on the pregame show, uh, I think it was before maybe game two or three, the importance of home field advantage. And, yeah, you want to get those extra games at home, but I think baseball, Chris, more than any other sport, you've proved over the last few years that especially in the playoffs, that's not as big a deal as some folks think it is. 50 feet, 6 inches, 90 feet. Fences are different distances, but so is the advantage that you know your ballpark? Maybe. Tricky wall over there? Maybe. But it's not because you have people breathing down your neck. I just don't believe it. Look, I give Philadelphia credit because as we talked about Houston being a unicorn this year, being able to push through. What happens in Philadelphia? They outslug people. It's more than two times the amount of home runs. Theirs versus yours. It started at 60 and 30, and the number went up because of a six-home run game. They are very good at winning at home. They're the anomaly. They have crushed it at home. It's the best home field advantage, if there is such a thing, because they played to the winning percentage that says so. They slug better than teams that come in who are sluggers. See the Atlanta Braves. Um, I don't think, though, it really matters. I think if you go to a ballpark... You're playing the team. You're not playing the fans. Well, we will see how it all plays out again down to the final four. And something that you had brought up earlier this morning when we were talking is just the absolute randomness, not only of teams that advance, but of guys who have moments, who have series, who kind of come out of nowhere. We've talked about that when it comes to no hitters or perfect games where a guy could have the best day of his life one day, one week, one series, and all of a sudden they go into postseason all-time lore. And we have a few of those guys you well, want to touch Bobby on. Bobby Thompson is one. Yeah. If you talk about what he did with the shot heard around the world, uh, you could talk about Don Larson, yeah. who was an under 500 pitcher who, in a world where there were so many minor league teams, he was trying to hold on to his job every year. Perfect game. You have Hall of Famers who do big things at big moments, but you really have the others. And sometimes if you don't have the others, we'll talk about just the championship series, you might not move on. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? You can look at the guys whose names warrant, wow, he's an all-timer. That Carlos Beltran had a postseason. He had an eight-game run that made him a lot of money because he was a free agent. But I can look at guys and say, oh, what won the MVP? Well, he hit four home runs. He had five home runs. But sometimes it's the others who are doing other things. That gets them an MVP and an American League or NLCS championship. You go back to 1980, Frank Wright, uh, Frank White, who we're watching right now, 545 average, a homer, three RBI. Three RBI. Yeah. He's a second baseman. <laughs> you got George Brett and others on that team, but they didn't hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. So there wasn't really a chance that a home run hitter was going to be the American League Championship Series MVP over Frank White that year. It's incredible. And some of the names are names that you're familiar with. 81, you had Greg Nettles, Fred Lynn in 82, George Brett in 85, as far as the ALCS MVPs are concerned. But then you go down to like a 1986, a Marty Barrett. You go around casual baseball fans and you just say, hey, start rattling off some of the guys in the 80s, especially guys that that's in their wheelhouse. And those are some names that are probably forgotten, uh, even maybe in their own fan bases. Dwight Evans plus more and Marty Barrett, the second baseman ends up being the championship MVP because that's how baseball is built over small sets. I keep going back to it. Brooks Robinson said it. I never played five games in a row better than the five games I played in the 70 World Series. You can have guys who get hot. You can have guys who are hot, then aren't hot anymore. Or you can just have guys who you don't expect to be the guy over a three, four, five game set. 
and they end up winning an MVP, and they're on this list forever. It's funny. You handed me this list of AL winners, and I'm just looking at the 1980s, and you've got one, two, three Hall of Famers just on that first list, on that first page. But the two guys you circled are, are guys that, again, I, I completely, full disclosure, I couldn't tell you a whole lot about either of those guys. Yeah, Frank White's got an interesting story. Marty Barrett is beloved. Obviously, this is what happens. The 86 postseason where he was the American League Championship Series winner, that might have been, in my opinion, the greatest postseason in totality ever. Yeah. But sometimes it's the other guy who shows up. There are Hall of Famers. Kirby Puckett is on this list. Yeah. Roberto Alomar. But Dave Stewart twice, who's not a Hall of Famer, was a great pitcher for a five, six, seven-year run. But you go down and you see Paul Konerko, good player, yeah. first baseman, but two home runs and seven RBI in 2005, the year they win the World Series. So if he doesn't do that in the American League Championship Series and they don't move on, then all of a sudden the White Sox don't have that World Series title. Yeah, it really is amazing how guys can just have that one or two or three week run. I mean, heck, we saw that here in Atlanta. We saw Eddie Rosario, a guy who comes over at the trading deadline and folks aren't really knowing a whole lot about it. He's hurt. What kind of roles he going to have? He wins an NLCS MVP. And then Jorge Soler slugs his way to a World Series MVP. It's just, it is. It proves the randomness of this game where you can watch it for six months and you can have all of your guys circled on here's who is going to have the biggest impact. And it's that guy that it just kind of showed up towards the end, and, and he goes on a run. It's amazing. Placido Polanco, Matt Garza, Koji <laughs> Uhara, Asides Escobar. Yeah. These are all guys who, again, they got the trophy. I don't know if there was a car back then, pat on the back, whatever it might be, <laughs> but they're pushing their teams to. By the way, nobody has won it as a loser, best I can tell. That's happened in the World Series. Bobby Richardson was an MVP of a World Series for the losing team, the New York Yankees. That's the Mazeroski one. Yeah. He won an MVP on a losing team. But if you go to the National League, again, Hall of Famers, but if you look at some of these names, Manny Trio, good player, Bert Hooten, good pitcher, but they were good enough to push their teams to a World Series over a short span, yeah. whether it's six hits, eight hits, nine hits, five RBI, three home runs. These lists, Mike Devereaux here in Atlanta. Yeah. Mike Devereaux was a guy who, I don't know what he was supposed to do, <laughs> but people better remember around here the year the Braves won the World Series in 95. Mike Devereaux was the National League Championship Series MVP. We're seeing Bruce Bochy right now, his time with the Giants, obviously that run that they went on, three World Series titles. in Marco Scudero. There was Marco Scudero. You had Cody Ross was Cody another Ross. guy. Co Cody uh, has a new uh, middle name, by the way, in Philadelphia. Were you aware of this one? No. It's Cody F. and Ross. We're going to oh, keep cool. it uh, PG because we've got my son in the, in the cool. studio with us. But, yeah, I mean, it's just it's amazing. And you're, you're seeing – Scudero right now, again, it's just, it's bizarre on a team that has that much star power. One guy who you don't expect might hit 7th, 8th, ninth for you, and he comes out of nowhere. And look, it doesn't mean you would have lost the series without these guys. It right. just means that they were good enough to make sure and ensure that they pushed you to a World Series with a chance to be a title. Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, good player. Cody Bellinger, remember, he's had new life now. Yeah, Cody Bellinger, in, you know, the year he won the MVP was a monster. And he continued in the postseason, and now look what he's doing, you know, in Chicago. He's going to be a free agent, I believe, and he's yeah. going to make a lot of money because all of a sudden he's back. He's got playoff resume. That's a playoff resume when you win a, an MVP of a series. So we'll find out if Cody Bellinger is going to be wanted, not only because he bounced back, but he's a guy that's appeared in a big moment. Yeah, and these guys have all stepped up, obviously. Uh, we'll talk, I'm sure, about World Series MVPs down the road because there's some – really random yeah. ones when you start getting to World Series MVPs as well. Yeah, so look, the bottom line is this. You can be upset, and I am certainly, that the Braves didn't put on more of a show. Home run hitting team, runners in scoring position, slug, they didn't do any of that stuff. They go home. Give credit to the Philadelphia pitching. Give credit to anybody who slows down. It's a small sample size, but I think I had said, how many guys will hit on the 200? I guarantee you guys who had big years were going to hit on the 200. Unfortunately, way too many of them. Yeah. Way too many of them. 
and had a chance to win at least one or two of those games they lost. The 10-2 game, that was a blowout. Yeah. But you had a chance in the others to maybe push to a game five and you didn't do it. Missed opportunities, I think, are another, you know, it happens in June, July. It's not magnified. You get bases loaded in a seventh inning in a in a two-run game and you don't cash in, and that's going to come back and bite you. And, again, that's I think, highlights your point of some of the guys that we're watching over our shoulder that have had those chances, that have had those moments. They've stepped up in the biggest stage. Uh, you know, this is obviously one that, uh, you know, when you start talking about that Blue Jays run that Alex Anthopoulos was a part of, matter of fact, um, all the star power on that team and, and and it just kind of comes out of nowhere sometimes. So let's finish up with this. Yeah. Bruce Bochy, Dusty Baker. Texas loses out on the last day, and a lot of people said, oh, wait, they flew, I think, from Seattle all the way to their next site mm. because they just realized going home is not really going to do anything for us for a day. But as they flew over Texas, this is their words, not mine, they realized the opportunity they missed to have a series off and to, you know, just not have to play those games, the risk of losing. What are they in the postseason? 6-0 and now? Yeah. 6-0. and yeah. And they had lost – the division in the last day of the year. And everybody said, well, they were cooked in early September. They came back. They fought again. They blow it. And people said, oh, there it goes. There's their mindset. Well, not when Jordan Montgomery throws the way he did. Nathan Avaldi had a couple of good starts. So Texas is a perfect example of a team that hot at the right time or better than that, good at the right time. They now find themselves one up in an American League Championship Series. Yeah, and you get the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Again, I don't know. I, I think Philly fans are probably sitting around going, Good. Look at this us. is great. Look at us. I don't know. I, I'd be a little concerned playing a team like Arizona. Wouldn't you? Do, are you a big? Do you buy into that whole? Hey, we're not really supposed to be here, but we're playing with house money kind of thing. I, I buy into hitting 13 home runs over five games. Yeah. They only hit 166 during a season. They became a home run hitting team over five games. 13 home runs. Eight of them by guys 23 and younger, which will tell you that there are certain guys that are handling their water. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's you know, nobody nobody's wetting themselves at this point in Arizona. I understand the idea of we have nothing to lose, but you do. It's a shot in your career to go to the World Series. Yeah. So I always believe there's something to lose. What I like about them is they've decided now um, we're going we're gonna to come in and play our game. Their game turned into a home run hitting game. I don't think it's going to happen against Philadelphia. They're not going to go crazy home run wise. What will they do with runners in scoring position? What will they do to move a guy over? They have to be tactically really strong to beat this group, especially because we do agree that Philadelphia has a home field advantage. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for the series. I know a lot of people think, oh, this is a dead one, Philadelphia in a walk. I don't believe anybody walks in the postseason. I don't think so either. They asked the Houston Astros as they dropped yeah. game one on Sunday night. Arizona, by the way, that atmosphere, you pointed it out last week on the pregame show. Place was electric, man. Place was rocking. And it should be. And, again, that's what you do. I don't think it ultimately decides who wins the game. But I think you want to cheer your team on because they've done something now that a lot of people haven't done. They came back from – they were terrible a couple of years ago. Terrible. And when you turn it around and you have young talent and they have young talent, let's find out. They might be a player or two away – but they're going to get an opportunity to prove that's not the case. Yeah, down to the final four. And obviously you and I will keep doing this throughout the offseason. We'll talk about what's to come as far as the hot stove is concerned. And you know what else we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to drink some good liquor along yeah, the way. I think that's I think that's really important. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's nothing better than getting through your postseason <laughs> by, uh, by drinking. I'm not saying all postseason. Uh, you know, drink till the winter meetings. Find out what the, the buzz is. Yeah. Then maybe stop drinking for a week or two. And then get ready for the rest of... Uh, hot stove league, players signing, players not signing. Remember, game has changed in this regard. Players used to sign pretty quickly. Yep. There are free agents who might actually not sign. We could talk about January and February for some of these guys. 
because they're not happy with the deals. Perfect time to drink, especially if your team is in on one of them. I mean, we're talking baseball. We're drinking old Dominic. This is the toddy. We're going to have to try this one next yeah. time. Uh, it's I the agree. sign that's behind us as well. We tried the whiskey last go around. Fall now is coming. It's yeah. cooler. Yeah. Perfect time of the year to go get yourself <laughs> a little bit of brown liquor yeah. with an old Dominic's label on it and just enjoy it. Yeah. Well, we will do that. Of course, we'll be with you once a week as we talk baseball. We'll talk about the playoffs, the World Series, the hot stove, winter meetings now right around the corner. Isn't it amazing when you play in October? Those winter meetings that felt like they were about six months away when you don't make the playoffs you're like oh they're they're in like six weeks from now like they're they're coming up real quick aren't they and alex anthopoulos and his group have really nobody nothing's ever leaked so i don't expect a leak but they do know i spoke to alex in the media conference call i'll just tell you i spoke to him for about 40 minutes that night as well later on that night and and some of it, it's not privileged but some of it was approach um budgeting and how this might work he doesn't give anything away He'll tell you if you're on the right path. Right. And I heard once I was on the right path, and I heard another time I wasn't. Okay. So I'm kind of curious to see how it plays out. Nothing's going to get out publicly. Yeah. He did say something, too, though. We'll finish with this. He said they were looking for a right-handed middle of the lineup bat. He admits that. But the player didn't get traded. Had that guy moved, it would have been different. He would have felt different. But the guy didn't move. They didn't get him, but nobody else did. Hmm. He said that was kind of, you know, that has to be a left field Maybe you stop the platoon because the guy is good enough to put, especially against. They saw two lefties, right? You know, mm-hmm. and it would have been nice to have another right-handed bat. Perhaps they weren't able to pull it off. Um, sometimes you're just not. You, yeah, you earmark a guy and it doesn't happen. I'm going to be curious to see who the Braves are attached to. Then don't believe it because usually when the Braves are attached to somebody, <laughs> he did say it wasn't anybody they were attached to. Okay, which would take an Adam Duvall or somebody else. Out. Yeah, I want to see what happens. Very curious. Hey, real quick, uh, throw out your scenario for those folks who haven't heard us. How you're going to get Shohei Otani in a Brave uniform? Oh, <laughs> listen, it's easy. I just got to pay him $70 million a year. That's it. You know, three for 210, four for 280. Just tell him here's a place you can win. Media is going to love you. We can uh, market you the way that you want to be marketed. We'll make sure that, like Ichiro, if you have a plan and a system that you need to go through every day, nobody will bother you. Yeah. And then, did you see the chop house? Uh-huh. That could be your best friend in the world. People, <laughs> let me tell you something. If Shohei Otani was here, between him and Matt Olson, mm-hmm. I don't even know if buying seats in the chop house would work because they might hit it over you. Yeah. But I love the idea that you could have sections. And if I show if I show Shohei Otani the numbers of what you can do in right field in this mm-hmm. place in terms of hitting bombs, I got a plan. I'm yeah. going to overpay you, wink, wink, but I'm going to also try to monetize you in Japan. I'm going to try to have my own network. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that not only are you comfortable, which is that's easy here, make sure that you actually push this team over the top. Now, let's use the caveat. Don't be asking for the Shohei Otani jersey for Christmas yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Now, it still could happen. You never know. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of know. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but there, there was my idea. You pay him $70 million. You tell him you'll be a free agent again at 33. I don't know if he's ever going to pitch again. I just want you to hit. Yeah. If you want to pitch when you're all healed up, have I'll let it. you pitch. Sure. What do I care at that point? <laughs> I'm not going to declare you'll never pitch again. That's going to be up to you. Yeah. But I am going to take you for next year and the two years after that and see what happens. 70 mil a year, 210, yep. maybe make it four and 280. Be a free agent at 33 again. Get, get a couple of rings. Out of the apple. Yeah. And we'll figure out how we can supplement your income because you didn't take a 500... 500- <laughs> 10-year deal. <laughs> it's that easy. Well, listen, we'll be with you uh, every step of the way. We'll talk about it throughout the offseason. We'll recap the playoffs as well. Big thanks to old Dominic. Chris, looking forward to having a cocktail Definitely. with you next week. We'll do that again real soon. In the meantime, make sure you like, subscribe, follow all of our coverage as, uh, unfortunately, it is the offseason, but we never take a break. Nope. You, you never sleep. Nope.
It's yeah. time. Yeah. It's time to figure out what went wrong in our town, and it's time to watch the rest of baseball. We'll keep it rolling. Again, big thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, and make sure you pick up some old Dominic for your baseball postseason and, of course, football watching as well. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.